Welcome back to the Cable Boys, the internet's only podcast about movies. That's right, Justin. We are just three men in demographics that like to watch movies from our childhood that were inappropriate for one reason or another. Like 1993 sci-fi action movie, Rambo the Destroyer. <laughs> which is I the Ara- which is yeah go ahead yeah i didn't realize you were arabic yeah. <laughs> the arabic title for demolition man starring sly stallone and Wes- wesley wesley snipes wesley snipes <laughs> Mr. One of the, still one of the funniest bits on 30 rock yeah <laughs> the english guy named wesley snipes <laughs> oh wow what a movie what a film. What even. a picture. What a picture. I, I would say that it rises above the term movie and becomes a, a full-on flick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a little... Um, is this, like, the best movie? I was trying to think of other movies that have, like, correctly predicted the future. Idiocracy. Uh-huh. This, this movie does not get talked about, though. Right. And, and it should, because it's... Not a great movie, but the stuff it talks about is very prescient. On the nose. I mean, yeah. just like, even more than, and we're not quite an idiocracy yet, although we're sort of on our way. But this is like literally watching 2021. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think uh, this movie did get its due a little bit at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and mm-hmm. it was specifically uh, kicked off by the fact that there was a panic for toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Everyone was like buying it up. Uh, there was a shortage. And so uh, some memes definitely circulated al- online at the time about the three seashells. Um <laughs> Like this so, is how we got the three seashells. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you? Uh, we might as well deal with it at the top. It is the uh, the most hotly debated question uh, that this film uh, has given us. What? What is? Uh, how do you use them? How do you it's, use those? Three it's my seashells? favorite bit. It's fucking yeah. hilarious that they yeah. don't tell you how to do it. Yep. That's so funny to me. It's um, very funny. I've I've seen a lot of theories. Do you do you guys have do you guys no, have I'm one? Like, <laughs> absolutely painful. It seems well, like what's weird is like there's obviously still a toilet. Mm-hmm. So you're still pooping into something. He doesn't come back from the bathroom and say, Hey, what was the toilet? And he's still mm-hmm. like, You're out of toilet paper. So obviously the you're, he knows like I poop into this thing, but there's no toilet paper. So I the thing I don't know is that the three seashells are always stay there or if they're like replaceable, like you pick one up and another one pops up from underneath. Right. 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 So, uh, so one of the theories is that, uh, you take two of them and you sort of clasp them oh. like maracas, uh, and you in fact take the waste out of your body and you, uh, you sort of grab it, you pinch, you pinch the turd, uh, and then you use the third seashell to scrape, uh, to sort oh, of what? God, that'd be so painful. Did you ever, uh, did we talk about this on the podcast, that video of that guy explaining how he pooped and the lady being <laughs> his co-host? Remember that one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's what this is. Of like, <laughs> That guy was probably like, yeah, three seashells. Yeah, you catch it with your hand. 
Yeah, but but, but uh, and let's not spend a lot of time on this. But... I mean, I I've got another solid forty-five uh, just for uh, fan theories, fan pick. But I would I would estimate only one out of every four dumps is pinchable, like a like a sure. I, you yeah, know what solid, I mean? Like, yeah. like this morning, those seashells would have been no help. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) those they are purely decoration at that point uh zero help whatsoever uh so yeah uh one sorry just to finish the bit especially if you're living in a society that's run by taco bell like if that's all you're eating (laughs) no pizza hut well yeah but i mean even worse i mean it's like you're i don't know what's going on there which is why it's so there are bits in this movie that are still hilarious almost 30 years later like yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah uh one one theory is the pinch and the scrape uh though i i can see the scrape not being better than toilet paper another another theory is they're actually just buttons that control like sort of a, a bidet type scenario oh that makes so sense. So you would use the seashells to control like temperature. You can control uh, uh, the the stream power. Uh, so it's a bidet. I, it's a bidet. It could be a bidet. Uh, I saw one theory, uh, which I found fascinating, that uh, he said that a lot of people subscribe to the pinch and the scrape method, but that is not superior to toilet paper. So uh, and then you you have the disposal issue. Or, uh, or you have to disinfect it. And so what he proposed was that it was a vibration technology. And so two of the seashells would be placed on uh, your hips and they would basically uh, vibrate your body and the other one would like angle it um, uh, to, to basically like force it out vibration wise you would you would clean yourself just uh so shaking yourself shake you so fast yeah it's sort of like a uh like a poop radiation uh to to clean you up yeah i don't know if that would buy that one as much just because why not just make the chair that yeah right that's a good point Ooh, why don't they make massage chair toilets oh yeah the blumpkin well, that's a I don't. Thing. I don't think those are. Those are not the but same. Sure. Why not go all the way? That's an attachment. Yeah. That's an yeah. easy attachment. Yeah, you just, just a hose. Yeah. I always found the ending of the movie unsettling. Uh, just that, like, he gets the girl, he walks off, and the last, the last taste in our mouth is like, oh, Sandra Bullock is going to show him how to clean up his shit. <laughs> 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 He's like, how do those things work? And it like it functions as like one last callback, but also just like uh, things are gonna get a little dark. Like she yeah. uh, she just kissed him for the first time. They're gonna have sex, and also like we're we're experiencing some other bodily fluids as well. Which is also like, so he didn't take a shit the entire time in the. Future. No, he did. Remember, because he cusses and gets all the, right. the yeah. tickets and goes back in. It's like, I'll see you in a few minutes. Speaking of the cuss machine, also one of the top action movie recurring bits. The best just bit, yeah. John, yeah. John Spartan, you are fined for credits. Uh, just like in the background, just like yeah. not even, yeah. uh, barely, barely calling attention to itself, but just always there as like a superior world building. It's a way better movie than I remembered it being. Yeah. I mean, it's because like I was a kid when I watched it, so like. 
all like the social stuff went way over my head. But watching it as adults, like, wow, there's a really good social commentary. You know what it reminded me of? I was uh, telling Elizabeth this. I was like, it reminded me a lot of uh, Starship Troopers. Yeah. And that it's like a dumb, big action movie, but the underlying themes and stuff are actually pretty spot on. Yeah, fascism is good. Yeah, fascism is good. <laughs> Essentially, that's what Starship Troopers is saying. <laughs> but even like good fascism or, you know, quote unquote, good fascism is good. Like this movie, you know, like. Well, I mean, yeah, you wouldn't have gotten all this stuff in 1993. For one, we were, you know, just coming coming into our own and rocking and rolling. Yeah, and but two, society wasn't this. I mean, it yeah, really took like society kind of moving towards this. I mean, that uh, thing that finds you what you say that doesn't seem that out of the reach. Yeah, or the tracking everyone like oh they this been a chip for everyone to be tracked. Yeah, I mean we already, car- we already have our phones, so it's. Yeah, the, the cars all look like cars yeah. that ride around today. Yeah, they're all Teslas. They're all self-driving Teslas. Mm-hmm. Also, speaking of being microchipped, uh, we're all vaccinated. So, oh, yeah. So if if you believe uh, what I've read on some of the websites I frequent, uh, <laughs> they've... If you've read some of my cousin's uh, Facebook posts, you would know. Well, yeah, let, let's talk about it. Let's talk about all the, all the things that they called correctly. Well, let's, before we do that... Kevin, you picked this movie. I really did. Uh, I picked this movie um, for many reasons. One one of the reasons that I picked it is it was one of the few VHS cassettes that I had growing up, and so I watched it over and over again. Um, However, the VHS cassette that I had was of this movie taped off of television, and so for all of the talk about the future being censored, this movie uh, was a censored version. <laughs> the, the movie that I grew up watching, uh, like they kept finding John Spartan for not swearing. Like <laughs> it was so confusing. Uh, and I finally watched the real thing. And I was like, oh, uh, okay. Like Wesley Snipes says, uh, fuck is a fast too. <laughs> and then like, uh, that makes a lot more sense why he got fined. Uh, but th- the biggest change, uh, was that, uh, uh, when John Spartan goes to his, uh, house for the first time and there's that wrong, that wrong number, mm-hmm. uh, with just a girl, uh, freshly out of the shower and my mind was blown that like I had seen this movie so many times and missed that every single time. Yeah, that part's great. It's really <laughs> I great. Forgot, I forgot about that part too. I came back and I was like, oh, now I remember this movie. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's just a nice little surprise. It doesn't mm-hmm. linger too long. It's just like, and we know you want to see this, so go for it. It kind of doesn't make sense in the world of like everything no. so like controlled that to accidentally like. Mm-hmm. FaceTime someone essentially seems very like Especially... I would have been more believable if the girl was one of like the fellow cops or somebody he had met earlier. Yeah. Who was like, oh, and then was like, oh, John, I didn't know. Like something. But mm. You you have to assume that uh since everything else is voice automated, she just said, Call my boyfriend. And uh, I guess the technology was like, I heard John Spartan, the the recently uh unfrozen caveman yeah this movie i watched this again too it was funny just thinking about sylvester stallone like i was like man if you told like a future society or some alien society what movies were and what like a 
a star was and then just played them audio of Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's crazy. It's an amazing country. I'd be like, what the yeah. fuck? He can't, can't speak a lick. Like, you can't understand a word he's saying. Nope. And he was the second biggest movie star behind another guy who you could not understand no. at all. <laughs> no. Well, uh, I didn't know this until I read uh, Stallone's Wikipedia. I didn't realize that he has facial paralysis. And yeah, it, it was... was when when he was born, uh, oh. the doctors used forceps incorrectly and uh, they they paralyzed his face. And so that's why he has like sort of a, a snarling look and just a a nonstop slur in his speech. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, that was that was a million dollar, like a multi-million dollar mistake. Yeah, I mean, you're like Frank Stallone, and you look exactly like him, and you can talk, you know, I guess perfectly. I don't want people to start saying you're ableist, but uh, you know, he's got to look at that like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> why am I not? Uh, I mean, I had a couple hit songs, but um, yeah, this movie made me so nostalgic for the early '90s. Yeah, of just like I mean, this whole podcast does that. <laughs> yeah, well, every I week mean, I'm like, oh man. But like, just that <laughs> '90s that run right there of like the Stallone like cliffhanger and this, and then like fucking Wesley Snipes with like uh, was a Passenger Fifty Seven. Yeah, yeah, like, great movie. That one, then like the there was just like so many dumb, fun action movies at that time. Mm-hmm. That was really like it's like the whole Planet Hollywood time and right. Yeah, know, like it was just great. Like looking back at it i kind of uh, am sad that i wasted it watching well we took it for granted we took it for granted definitely because like imagine thinking like like i'm kill for this movie now <laughs> like you know like but yeah. like back then back then it was just another movie like it was just another like oh it's just a fucking dumb sliced alone movie yeah well, these were, I guess at, at the time, these were kind of the equivalent of superhero movies. Like, you know, like, oh, just another one of these. Like, we want something different than this shit blowing up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe that's where I kind of took it for grantedness. Yeah, but uh, not every action movie has an iconic villain like uh, like Simon Phoenix. I mean, Mm -hmm. just character design alone, like the insane choices that he constantly makes. Like uh, I, uh, I post, uh, I assume uh, posted to the Insta story, the same thing that I read that like Wesley Snipes just started talking Spanish and they were like, ha ha, that's funny. Uh, That (laughs) made me laugh so hard (laughs) because I was like, what is, what is this even? Who is they? I'm sure on hour 12, (laughs) <laughs> uh, nobody was finding uh, Hablan Espanol funny. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, like, come on, let's get going. Um, but yeah, his his line reading of "Set your ass on fire" is like, I uh, when I close my eyes, I <laughs> and try to go to sleep. That particular line reading still like rings in my head. He's also well, he, just a particularly one dimensional villain, but that works. Hmm. You know, like, well, here's the changes. thing. Wesley Snipes, talk about taken for granted. Yeah. Wesley Snipes is a gem. Yeah. And people need to recognize it. And, like, when I watched um, uh, the Dolomite thing, My Name is Dolomite, mm-hmm. which is a pretty good movie, but 
how great it was that Wesley Snipes was in it and being funny. And I was just like, oh, this is like, I, I feel again, like I missed the nineties. I feel like that dude gave his all to almost every role he was in. Like I, and to think of like the range from this movie and like uh, white men can't jump where he's brilliant. Um, Major league where he's brilliant. Oh, perfect. Perfect. You mentioned passenger 57. Like he's a credible He's a good action star. Yeah, Yeah, legit action star to the Blade movies. Mm -hmm. Like that is fucking range, man. Like, yeah, like that dude is uh, great. And I'm glad to like sort of have him back. And we we should write a uh, Major League Three. Yeah, that's Willie Mays Hayes. There was one. Back to the minors. Yeah, Yeah. back to the minors. No, four then. Let's do four. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, Wesley Snipes, uh, true gem. Uh, I'm sure we will do many more movies of his in the future. Also, just like uh, a fascinating character, I didn't realize that uh, during the height of his success, he started a bodyguard company with his brother. And uh, the premise of the bodyguard company was that you can have a bodyguard who is also a ninja. It was like, (laughs) you want your bodyguard to be like tough and big. Great. But this guy can also do some high kicks. Like we are, we are martial arts trained. I mean, I think the actual premise was let's make money and not pay taxes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It didn't work out. Didn't work out great. You probably needed a bodyguard in prison. Um, Uh, Like, just into like the nuts and bolts of the movie. I totally forgot that the movie started off the way it did. Yeah. And that the reason he's frozen is because he thought he killed, or they thought he killed a bunch of people. Right. Or, as far yes. as Simon or St- Stallone. I, in my mind, my Mandela effect of this movie was that they caught Wesley Snipes. They froze him. And then they were like, we're going to have to freeze you just in case anything ever happens to him. Yeah. In my mind, that's what, what it was. And I was and like, he's I, like, absolutely anything for Los Angeles. Or like, uh, he was like, no, I don't want to do that. And they were like, you have to, or something. In my mind, that's what happened. So when it was like, oh no, you actually killed a bunch of people. You're a criminal as well. I was like, oh, that makes more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a great opening. It was, um, and I'm, I'm sure Kevin had this in his research, but one of the screenwriters that was uh, brought on the guy who helped write Predator was like, oh, we got to show what that world was like. He's like, you got to show 1996 or else the future doesn't make any sense. He's like, you got to, his quote is, you got to show Kansas. And if not, Oz isn't all that special, mm-hmm. which is what Return to Oz didn't figure out. Um, Although, yeah. why did they choose three years after the movie came out as the timeline? It's too yeah, quick. Yeah, it's too quick. It's too quick. Well, like, it's, oh, it it was right after the L.A. riots. Mm. And so they were just like, well, technically the Hollywood sign didn't get it on fire, but it was pretty close. So <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got to we got to be headed here. Yeah. It's well, everything's two, a little too close. Everything's yeah. a little too like, well, I don't know, man, maybe not. I mean, society has changed a lot in four years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here in real life. Um, so who knows? Maybe he's right on the money. I want to. I, I want to ask: Is what which came first, Simon Phoenix or Dennis Rodman? Oh, the Simon in, in, Says. No, uh, no, no. I mean, actual Dennis Rodman in terms of changing his hair color. Uh, the Dennis Rodman. Dennis no, Rodman no, was no. first. 
No, uh, Dennis Rodman was inspired by Simon Phoenix. Uh, his his first day starting for the San Antonio Spurs, he dyed his hair uh, just because he thought it was cool as shit. And frankly, yeah. he was right. Yeah. So my thing is, Dennis Rodman is the most uh, the most. Uh, what am I looking for? Um, the, what is the word I'm looking for? Not inspiration, but like. He is, oh, influence. He's got to be the biggest influence in the NBA currently, right? Like when he was doing that, when he was getting tattoos and dyeing his hair, we were all like, I think he was a, he's crazy. You know, like, well, between, I think Iverson is more of the inspiration Mm -hmm. as far Mm -hmm. as like watershed moment of being like, oh, I'm going to dress like I do on the streets and bringing that in. Sure. And I think that let, between him and I would say Dennis Rodman. The two of them. Dennis Rodman definitely did uh, just start the cult of personality Mm -hmm. uh, in the in the NBA. I mean, he's definitely more influential now, fashion wise, with NBA NBA players. Because I, I think at the time, other NBA players were like, "The fuck you wearing?" Yeah, no, I'm saying like him getting tattoos. There, I remember articles or people who talk about sports being like, "Is he losing his mind?" And it's like, no, he's just having fun and now think uh, could you think of a basketball player not having tattoos yeah like i I see them i see them in college like like college players who are 19 and 20 completely like tatted up that that never would have happened when i was a ball boy like nobody had tattoos i don't know i remember my mom complaining about basketball players uh tattoos Mm -hmm. for as long as i can remember Mm mm-hmm yeah, she couldn't just watch basketball. She also just had to be like, "Why would they? Why would they do that?" Yeah, why but would even they the honkies have bodies. Like the white guys on the team. They, oh yeah. yeah, Birdman. Yeah. Again, it's like poetry. So if they rhyme, I don't know if that fits, but it works. Uh... <laughs> so I have a um, not a scene that makes you go home, although you can certainly play it. It is a uh, just in general. And I never, I've never put this together until today. Sylvester Stallone, also known as Sly Stallone. Sure. You don't spell Sylvester S L Y. It's S Y L. Yeah. Yeah. It says S L Y. Or you're saying because he calls himself Sly. Yeah, we call him Sly, but that's not how you start spelling Sylvester. True. Right? Isn't that weird? I can't believe you made me play the scenes that make you go, hmm, (laughs) theme song for that. Yeah, you're right. It should be, we should call him Sil. Sil Stallone. Sil Stallone. Sly, I don't know. It's also just a, uh, it's an attitude thing. Yeah. He's not very Sly. He's in fact quite op- quite opposite. He's very like I'm huge. I'm yeah. like out out in the open. He's not sly yeah. at all. <laughs> well, I don't like his portrayal of Rocky was just kind of an aw shucks like uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, steal your girlfriend type guy. He stole who? He, she did. Well, I just I just mean like he's he's so lovable that yeah uh, he could. Um, it does get into a bigger thing of Stallone because this is '93, right? And I just mm-hmm. want to look at like what like Justin mentioned cliffhanger, and uh, the next oh, year yeah. was like the specialist, Judge Dread, Assassins. It starts going a little downhill. Uh-huh. 
Is there anybody who has had more of a roller coaster up and down career than Sylvester Stallone? Because I feel at times that guy has been absolutely on top and then has gone all the way down to like being a joke to go back up and then sort of wherever he is right now. I mean, he's, he's back up right now. Uh, yeah. considering like Creed and the expendables. Uh, I saw an interesting fact about him. He's the only actor in the history of U.S. cinema to have starred in a box office number one film across five consecutive decades. Wow. Yeah. That is incredible. That's like an insane amount of star power. And like, I'm not surprised that there were some dips along the way, but to just like keep on kicking for 50 years is crazy. Yeah, but if you look at like, you know, so that Judge Dredd, Assassins, Day- Daylight. I remember Daylight being a bomb. And yeah. I saw it in the theater and I was like, this sucks. Um, but then he does Copland pretty soon which, after. Which didn't work. It, you know, nobody, nobody liked it. Um, he's very thought, good at it. He's very good at it. It's, it's a good movie. I thought it got pretty good reviews, didn't it? I think it got like good reviews, but it nobody wanted to see it. But yeah, yeah, it was not a box. It was a box office bomb. It didn't get the Oscars. I think that he probably hoped for. He's he's very good in it. Uh, and also gives us "You blow it," which is a great line. <laughs> I mean, it, it's a good movie. But then after that, it's like, yeah, it's a while before. Get Carter's a, a, a bomb. Driven ICU is a bomb. Like there's like real dips here. And then he does Rocky Balboa and Rambo. And then, like Kevin said, The Expendables. So he kind of goes back up. It's not until, like, the Creed movies come out, which are all great. And, uh, you know, he's, like, viable again. Yeah. I mean, it's like looking at, if you look at Sylvester, or not Sylvester, Arnold Schwarzenegger's IMDb, it's also like, what is this fucking movie you did? Like, mm-hmm. like a bunch of just random shit where you're like, I thought at some point, like, you guys were super hard to get in a movie, and then all of a sudden it feels like you're doing these, like, straight-to-video... Yeah, Schwarzenegger, for sure. I don't think he yeah. figured it out after being a governor. Yeah. Not a great governor, by the way, either. Yeah, but also great... Another foreshadowing in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm governor, like, yeah. Because I'm, sure I'm sure he probably was talking about it all the time. And so yeah. I was like, eh, let's do it. But, you know, let's not forget... Arnold was like the first build the wall politician. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank, Thank you. you. Now watch this drive. Where did the where, where did Wesley Snipes get his overalls and orange shirt? Oh yeah, they look great. Yeah. Well, no, like he like it just cuts from him, you know, being escaping, and then all of a sudden he's wearing overalls and this orange shirt. But nobody in the society dresses that way. Yeah, like you would think you would see him in like these like flowy garbs and like like everyone else like in kimono type things. Mm-hmm. But no, <clears throat> no, good thing. Yeah, I didn't think about. It. There are little logic things here. Yeah, I think here. the big one, and if if uh, the big one, which is like. The the guy's what's his name? Cocteau, Cocteau, yeah, Cocteau, Cocteau twins. He's got this plan, right, to like bring Simon Phoenix back and whatever. 
but but then what? Like, what? How are you gonna wrangle him? I think he was his idea was he would just freeze him again. Yeah, but how were you gonna capture him? Like, you had no. I uh, as dumb. Yeah, you have no like firepower to 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 stop his rampage. Like yeah. normally, like a movie would be like, oh, you know, we're gonna in, implant a bomb or uh, like escape from New York. Like we're gonna put some serum in you. So go do my thing. And if you don't do it, I'll blow you up. But this was just like, I don't know. Just <laughs> I'll figure that out yeah. <laughs> after you get my my project done. I also right. didn't understand really why the like the scraps, whatever they're called, lived underground. Like so like yeah. we, we just built a whole other city on top of the old city. Like yeah. I don't know, to me it makes it would make more sense of like, oh, they're outside on the outskirts of the city, like yeah. escape which from New York. Which again really would have been uh really would have been pressing. Yeah. yeah. Now well, that's yeah, go ahead, Kev. So so I think just in terms of the world, uh part of the reason it is that way is because they allude to this massive earthquake that oh. basically plunged everything into uh disarray. But I think that's why like they rebuilt the city on top of on top of like the, the rubble. And that so that's sense, that's why there's still stuff underneath. Um, also in terms of like logic questions, like they, they probably shot, uh, something like where, uh, he mugged, he mugged the one guy who was, uh, who was in overalls, but that is a hallmark of Joel Silver, uh, just putting his foot down and just saying like, if it's boring, it's cut. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Their, uh, uh, logic problems aside, I don't care. Like there, there was an entire different ending, uh, that they had planned where Simon Phoenix says like, you know, those passengers were dead all, all along. Uh, they cut the whole thing, um, ended up like in the car chase, just, uh, they're showing the back of Simon Phoenix's head as he's like giving, uh, that like little bit of information. They like Joel Silver is fine with losing anything. Well, even just like the basic premise is kind of wonky in the sense of like, why freeze prisoners? Because now you have to store them, and then you're gonna thaw them out in their prime. <laughs> you know, like, right. Yeah, right. That's kind of the idea of prison. Is like, oh, you can do twenty years, but you're gonna be twenty years older when you get out. Not like you're gonna, you know, look exactly the same, still be yeah. jacked. Like, you're gonna be, you're gonna be a slow criminal uh, when yeah. we finally let you out of here. I think part of it is that uh, they do have the rehab programs uh, while they're while they're under. And so they they basically like take violent individuals and then they teach them how to knit and they teach them how to be nice. I wish that would have paid off more. It was a funny bit, but I wish like actually like there would have been some scene where he needed to sew or like oh right yeah like like was <laughs> like, really funny like oh shit I know how to do this real fast. You know? like, <laughs> Maybe he sewed his clothes. Maybe. Yeah. I, like, I think I think he does he does uh, say he's going to fix something. He does say he's going to fix it. Oh, he, fi- he comes across a big ball of orange yarn, and he's like, <laughs> "I know I know what to do with this." <laughs> I think my biggest scene that made me go, "Hmm." Make you go. Um. Again, besides the three seashells, I don't want to bring it back to that. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, the biggest scene was just like. Like Wesley Snipes is incredible. He is uh, 
he's villainous, he's dastardly, he's terrifying, he's just like a, a crazy fire starter. Love to watch him. Uh, he was definitely like just like improvising uh, left and right, and they took all the craziest stuff. I feel like uh, uh, through the through the twenty twenty one scope, the one thing that really doesn't work is when he goes to the museum. Yes. and there's just uh, Chinese tourists, and yes. he throws he throws a couple. He leans into those Ching Chongs, and it, it is. Uh, uh, it is it is like glass in my ears. Uh, I mean, he, he's supposed to be a bad guy, so I will give him that. Right. Of like, like when his rap sheet pops up when they're looking at him, it's like rapes <laughs> the first thing highlighted. I was like, oh shit, like you're a really bad guy. Yeah. But when that scene happened, oh yeah, I was like, and I was also just weird because I was like, oh, you seem like in real life a guy who's very respectful of Asian culture. Uh-huh. And stuff like no, that. You're, real, you're talking about Wesley in real life. Wesley in real life. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. He's a so martial like, arts expert. Yeah. So to be like in a movie, be like, ah, fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time I was waiting for the swear thing to go off. I was like, oh, they don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Racial slurs are not. Uh... <laughs> That's really funny. Uh, that <laughs> that like breaks the decency rule. It's like, no, uh, technically no one's really being hurt. That's yeah. a funny bit. It's like trying to see what words that cuss word. Right. He says, yeah. hell, like what the hell? And then he gets a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck. Boop. Shit. Boop. Uh, let's see. What races do I know? Yeah. What races? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Racism is fine in the future. According, <laughs> according yeah. to the ground rules. Now, did you find it weird that McDonald's wasn't the number one restaurant? I don't want to harp on this too much because this has been picked over a lot that, you know, Taco Bell is the restaurant of the future. In the UK, they didn't, they didn't have Taco Bells, so they dubbed Pizza Hut over them all. But I was trying to think like... Wait, is, is there another version where it's Taco Bell? No, our that, version is Taco that's Bell. That's the main version. Oh, I watched the version where it's Pizza Hut. Oh. Oh really? Where, where, yeah, where I thought I thought you were joking when you said no, Pizza no. Hut earlier. Yeah, I literally like the version I got was like Pizza Hut. Where did you watch this? On the internet. Oh. Uh, wait, uh, were you on london.uk? <laughs> I don't know why. I have no idea why I got Yeah, that's, that's so the that's the British version. Like in in Europe apparently Taco Bell is not uh, very popular, and so they switched everything over to Pizza Hut. Both, both dialogue-wise, like they uh, digitally put logos on yeah. everybody. I think there, I think there are a couple slip-ups. Um, there's like some reflections that you can still see Taco Bell, and like the waiters still have. Taco I mean, I Bell. still, I remember it being Taco Bell. That's why I was like, oh, I guess I was just wrong. I guess it was Pizza Hut the entire time. Not yeah, Bell, but no, I guess it. So I, in your future. If you can make just one, which one are you doing? Of those two? No, no, no. Of any any fast food joint. Oh. Ooh. Uh, ooh, I do love Taco Bell. Not McDonald's. Uh, Red Lobster? Would that count? Ooh. I love Red Lobster. Are you crazy? <laughs> no, you don't. I do you really? It. It's so good. Ugh. Maybe we just have a good one here. Vote. Oh, system. yeah. You got, you got Claremont... Got Claremont's so close to the sea. Uh, <laughs> you got one of those good red lobsters. Hey, they have a they have a good deal. They have a on Wednesday night the deal. They have like a deal every night. Wednesday night for twenty dollars, eight ounce steak and lobster tail. 
Okay, so um, I know that I crap on a lot of liberal ideas, even though I consider myself a liberal. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna crap on the other side for a second, because I just yeah, came no. back from, I just came back from a red state, which is my home state of Ohio. And I, like Angel and I were like talking to like my relatives, and and all people talk about is food. It's like it was, it was exhausting mm-hmm. like when we're eating they're like like we could be eating lunch and some people like what do you want to do for dinner and it's like i haven't i haven't used the seashells on this meal yet like you know can we wait a few hours and then they'll like we'll drive around they'll be like hey have you eaten here oh this place is pretty good conservatives love to be like oh we're the party of the working man we're, we're you know country music we fucking do we do it all ourselves you know like, like that kind of stuff all they do is give their money to corporations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All they do is eat at chain restaurants, fast food restaurants, and they shop at big box stores. Like the, the, the saying of like, oh, they vote against their own interests. No, they shop against their own interests. <laughs> yeah. Like, like my extended family kind of came, came down to, for a niece's graduation, but also to meet my wife. And I was asking them how their little crappy town is and they're like oh, everything, <laughs> everything's dead and it's like you know there's everyone's out of work and blah 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 and it's like yeah because all you do is go to walmart and spend all your money at walmart so no no businesses can survive like stop buying stuff stop buying stuff from them you know like you think it's great that one opened up a town over but it really is just sucking the life out of your area Anyway, well, well yeah, I mean, uh, obviously for different demographics, uh, some people just don't have the option to to shop anywhere else. But they don't have the option because they fucked themselves. One, you don't need things. That's what I would recommend to everybody. We need to stop buying stuff. Like, you don't need sh- half this shit. But if you, if you only shop and give your money to corporations, then everybody who owned a shop goes under. I mean, I thought it was like, like case in point, like all the people that stormed the Capitol, like where'd they go afterwards to celebrate? Like, like Olive Garden, you know? They didn't yeah. go to a nice restaurant. They didn't go to a, a, get a Euro at whatever small mom and pop Euro place. They went and just gave the money to the corporation that's bringing in illegal aliens, you know? Like the thing that they're so against. I'm sucking Uh, I want to talk for a little bit about the great actor, acclaimed Nigel Hawthorne, who plays Dr. Cocteau in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has is a stage actor, um, has won Tony Awards, uh, BAFTAs, uh, very well respected, but didn't have um, filmic clout in order uh, to get any starring roles in movies. He, he uh, originated a lot of characters on stage, but then like was replaced when it got to the movie, uh, to the movie arena. And so in order to avoid that happening with the madness of King George, he actually took this movie. Uh, so that way he could, uh, he could continue his role. Um, he fucking hated it. <laughs> he uh he said it was a miserable experience. 
the egos of the two stars was irrepressible. I'd heard stories of what went on in big studio films, but to see it on a daily basis was something new. He noted that neither uh, Stallone nor Snipes was that interested in him or his background, that the pair would keep everybody waiting on the set as a matter of course. Uh, He said... He fucking hated Stallone. He said that Stallone liked to parade around with a large cigar jammed between his lips, cheerfully wisecracking until dragged forcibly away by the ever-indulgent Joel Silver, who dressed in what appears to be brown silk pajamas. Uh, uh, For a... for, um, For a man who is at the height of his craft, as Nigel was... Uh, He said this of acting opposite Stallone. I used to keep my eyes on his lips. When they stopped moving, I knew it was my turn to speak. (laughs) That's uh, that's a rough note. Yeah. uh, That uh, he wasn't getting a single thing out of any of Sly's line readings. It was just like, all right, you go. Okay, now it's my turn. I'll go. You could see his fucking total hatred in the movie of like, yeah. like when they're eating dinner at uh, at pizza hut in my version i was like <laughs> i just kept thinking like you are like a fucking you know rada or whatever you went to like train royal shakespeare company like actor and i know you fucking hate being in this costume having your hair done this way these like having to pal around with lotho from Beetlejuice all the time. Like, yeah, but he's got to be insufferable too. You know, he's probably like, my motivation in this scene, like, who cares? Like, give me a cigar and let's hit some golf balls <laughs> and, you know, like, have yeah. some fun. Again, these things used to be fun. Like, well, it's also be- like, this movie is a, a total example of like a business movie of like, yeah, this movie is made to make money. Like, we're going to make this movie to make money. Yeah. And like, with, we're going to put stars in it and have action and it'll be funny. And, yeah. The job is to make money. The, not... the, yeah, the, the movie being good is an afterthought or a yeah. happy accident. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. The this job... movie is definitely a happy accident. The job is show up, make a lot of money, hit golf balls, probably hit on Sandy Bullock. Doesn't doesn't work out for you. Then you go to the premiere. You know what I mean? Like you're you've invested in Planet Hollywood, so you're going to make them have the premiere there. Like this used to be a lot of fun. <laughs> Now it just yeah. seems like the fun has been sucked out of this business. Mm-hmm. Like I obviously uh, abhorrent, be, like terrible behavior, get rid of it. But like, e- like talk about egos. I don't know. It's, it's, it's also, you could just say like Sly Stone's just having a good time. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like he's just living his life. He's rich. This is, uh, this is not Shakespeare in the park, you know, like just have yeah. some fun. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's it's sanction your buffoonery. It's Tommy Lee Jones. It's like, what do you think you signed up for, brother? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you're you're hamming it up even worse than Jim Carrey. I don't I don't really know if it was that much fun of an experience, though. I think uh, I think like Sly just likes holding court in the middle of it. Apparently, it was supposed to be a seventy three day shoot. It got ballooned to like over a hundred and twenty or so. Uh, they like had rain delays. Sly like tore some sort of muscle and was off for 10 days. Uh, they had gone through five assistant directors, so many crew members, uh, because like it, 
the crew had basically like signed up for a 73 day shoot. They didn't assume it was going to be almost twice mm-hmm. as long. And so they had other engagements. Uh, one crew hand uh, said at the end of it, there were only a dozen original crew members left from 160. And so at that point, Joel and uh, the director were just like, grip Gaffer. They didn't know anyone's names. <laughs> like they were just like ordering them around like they were chess pieces. And what's, what's the problem? I, I <laughs> no, guess that's no, not no, I'm just kidding. It's like they, but they all, yeah, but they all made, Every they crew all worked. Member. Yeah. Yeah, they all worked. Yeah. They all made a lot of money. They were getting paid what they should be getting paid. Um, which is not the case now. I mean I, yeah. I read uh I read an LA Times thing uh where they were on set for uh when they were chore- choreographing uh the big fight scene between Simon Phoenix and John Spartan. And uh it said that the director, Marco Brambilla or Brambia, um, mm-hmm. he he was basically just like over to the side while like Joel Silver and uh, Sylvester Stallone were just like, yeah, I think it should, it should be more like this. Like, bam, 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 bunch of punches, bunch of punches. And like at that point, like you, you have a gigantic proven action star. You've mm-hmm. got a guaranteed moneymaker in Joel Silver. And so like the director had never done anything before and he didn't really, he did one movie after, uh, yeah. from that point on, he's just been making like art, uh, art films, just like video collages, mm-hmm. most of which are about like, uh, the dangers of Hollywood and, uh, it just being like a big bloated, uh, expense fest. Is this another feather in her cap of, people who never went on to do anything i know okay. it's, it's amazing Christ. it's amazing that this is a theme of this podcast because this that blew my mind because I, yeah. I didn't know i couldn't remember who directed this right and i was like as i sat down i was like well i know it's not john mctiernan and i was like and it's not like rennie harlan Mm-mm. so i was like who fucking made this movie and i looked this up and i was like i've never heard of this guy never did anything else yeah sounds sounds like i mean he did excess baggage which was uh, uh, that Alicia Silverstone film. That probably actually broke him. Yeah. <laughs> like Alicia Silverstone's probably like, no, I, I chew my food and then I spit it into my kid's mouth. And he's like, I'm fucking out of here. <laughs> <laughs> People are crazy. <laughs> oh, I wow. almost forgot. The other scene that made me go, hmm, uh, is that uh, uh, MTV rock jock Dan, oh, Cort- Dan Cortez singing. <laughs> Dan Cortez is in this fancy Taco Bell uh, singing the Jolly Green Giant song on the piano. Um, Great cameo. Yeah. But then he's also one of the cryotech technicians. Mm -hmm. He Mm -hmm. has uh, the the same man has two cameos in the same film. He was also the gaffer on day uh, 89. (laughs) Hey, gaffer, let's go. Whatever happened to Dan Cortez? He he still works. He he's been doing a lot of television. Oh really? Yeah, uh, that's great. MTV Sports. Best. And he and he plays uh, pickup with the bricklayers. Oh, I, uh, I mean I don't think I've seen him in uh, since he was on Seinfeld. He had a great uh, yeah. Seinfeld episode. Mm-hmm. Mimbo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, not really a scene that makes me go home again, but uh, the fact that. Uh, Rob Schneider's in this movie. Yeah. 
right. And the fact that he now is not constantly talking about being in this movie and using it as an example of like his politics kind of blows my mind. Wait, what is he doing? I'm sorry. He's he's not doing that, but he's like it's like you know conservative, you know, yeah, guy now. And I I would just think that he'd be like, oh, this movie I was in is a perfect example of where our society mm-hmm. is going and is like going now, but doesn't talk about it. And I'm like, you should. I mean, yeah, this is this is the one to lean into. This is sure. the one to lean into, like, yeah, with yeah. just a sprinkle of Judge Dread. Just, just a a... <laughs> this does seem like a prequel to Judge Dread, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that was a problem too. It's like this movie came out and then Judge Dread, and like, I think people were like, we just saw that movie. Yeah, right. I mean, Dread's a turkey, right? Yeah, Judge Dread is yeah. terrible. Uh, yeah. Dread, uh, Dread is the good. the recent reboot boot is fantastic. Oh really? Who's yeah. that? Yeah, uh, uh, Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then Lena. It's just Hattie. a remake of The Raid, the Thai. Oh yeah, that's pretty action. Yeah, it it's so much uh like so much of Judge Dredd is just like him being banished and then like in the wasteland. This is all just like an action movie that is uh it's just a bottle movie. It all yeah. takes place in the same like uh, tall skyscraper. Uh, just going from floor to floor, and it is just Good. just a joy. Um, I, I will say, and we should probably go to review soon, but I do remember the one draw for me seeing this movie was Dennis Leary. Yeah. yeah. And if we ever get our Patreon up and running, <laughs> I would love to do a side podcast about Dennis Leary versus Bill Hicks. Uh-huh. Because that is one of the most monumental moments in my life of like when No Cure for Cancer came out by Dennis Leary. I, I, at that time, I, I can't even think of something I listened to more. I thought it was like the most brilliant thing ever. I had it memorized. I loved it. And then uh, I remember like it was probably Spin Magazine talked about Bill Hicks and they talked about Dennis Leary taking his act. And I was like, wait, what? And I went to Sam Goody and I bought Relentless by Bill Hicks. And I was no longer innocent. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God, he completely stole this guy's all, everything. I was like checking the dates. I was like, yeah, this came out first. He just blatantly stole his, like everything. Not even just yeah. jokes. It's not like a Carlos Mencia where he kind of stole some jokes or whatever. It was like, he stole like his persona right yeah like that like his soul like that is that is his outlook his speaking pattern everything uh, everything it's the most blatant thing like you could not do that today you know but like he he completely stole everything and you know life is not fair kids and bill hicks is dead yeah (laughs) like three years after all this happened rest in peace bill we love you yeah yeah the, the greatest uh, yeah. Well, if you Justin went to the movie, like, uh, I'll I'll take Dennis Leary because he's still alive. If uh, that's if your you... only reason, I'm sorry. That's you, because he's. Oh, I also like uh, that Fireman like show. I like that Fireman <laughs> show. No, Dennis Leary is actually very good at making television. He's not yeah. unta- He's not untalented. I like the Did... ref too. The ref was really good. Yeah. I... No, ref he makes great. great TV shows. Uh. <laughs> Ref, uh, the ref is great. Uh, if you're looking for a Kevin Spacey picture to watch, I highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, you did. You guys not see Bill Hicks? Uh, 
he did uh, Portland Fire. That was bad. That was very, very bad. So I, I think we touched on stuff um, before we get to reviews. We touched on all the things that this predicted correctly. Uh, I just want to go down the list because it's kind of remarkable. Like we've we've peppered in a couple along the way, but video conferencing, oh, like yeah. having a conference room mm-hmm. with everyone, uh, it's essentially Zoom now. Uh, voice activated technology, mm-hmm. touch screen tablets, self driving cars, mm-hmm. uh, no longer shaking hands, the toilet paper, the microchips, Arnold Schwarzenegger's career. Um, dramatic income inequality, censorship of speech and thought. Uh, also, um, Mike, you'll like this. Yeah, sure. Half of the population is humorless, delicate, <laughs> and too politically correct to breathe. The other half is perpetually enraged and glorifying in its own pristine ignorance. I know. I did. I did watch when the Dennis Leary part came up. I was like, "Wait, am I Dennis Leary now?" <laughs> <laughs> this seems a lot like me. God. I mean, I could never live. I could never live underground like that. But man, uh, I I can only imagine Mike watching this, uh, and you specifically went to see Dennis Leary, mm-hmm. and he gave you nothing but Dennis Leary. Yeah. He yeah, it he, was gold. Went, he went on a rant. Uh, Wait, I'm not making he did this his up. Thing. I'm, I swear to God, this is a true story. I saw Demolition Man twice in the theaters. Once, because I said, like, I, was, I mean, a good action movie, but I was like, oh, Dennis Leary's in it. But I wasn't sure how he was going to be in it. Uh-huh. And I saw it, and I was like, yes, sir. <laughs> I, I saw it. Yes, I saw it again. I went with different friends, because I was like, pretty good movie. And they also loved No Cure for Cancer. And we sat down to watch the movie. I knew when that when his rants were coming. So five minutes before I went and I'm oh, this is 100 percent a true story. I went and bought popcorn. And I came back and I was like, while he was ranting. I wanted both. I wanted the that's when I wanted to have my popcorn. Well, he's talking about uh having a choice between a steak and a lobster. You are just filling your own gullet with uh, yeah. <laughs> some buttery pops. I already know that. Uh let's Go to reviews. Roger Ebert did not write about this movie. They did cover it on the show, and he gave it a thumbs up. So we will oh, in- nice. We will instead uh, go to Peter Travers of mm-hmm. Rolling Stone. Uh, Peter writes, Call it the Frankenstein of action thrillers, since it's stitched together out of pieces from better movies. Stallone is John Spartan, a loose cannon at the LAPD, lethal weapon, with a bent for property destruction, lethal weapon too. Snipes, sporting Dolph Lundgren hair, is Simon Phoenix, a villain with a flair for the martial arts, under siege. While chasing Phoenix in 1996, Spartan is, is involved in a building explosion, die hard, that kills 30 people. As punishment, cop and criminal are frozen cryonically, universal soldier, for later rehab. Move ahead 36 years to 21st century Los Angeles, Blade Runner. 
a naked Spartan Sly is Arnold in uh, the Terminator is awakened from his cryo prison aliens to catch the escaped Phoenix. The world is ruled by a big brother, 1984, who preaches peace, Star Trek six, while stamping out free expression, body snatchers and trying to crush the underground rebels. Total recall. If you can't figure out the rest, you haven't seen a movie in 10 years. All who great cares? movies. Who every cares? movie, every movie yeah. he named, except I don't think I've seen that Star Trek movie, but, yeah. uh, I mean, I I disagree completely. Uh, I I think every every movie is the sum of its genre, yeah. uh, but if you do it well, it becomes its own thing, and it holds up to this day. What and are now- we doing? I'm sorry. When are we doing Total Recall? I feel like oh, yeah. we've, we've been doing this yeah. podcast for way too long to not. I also just want to see our faces grafted on those three titties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't have to wait for the episode to yeah. do well. <laughs> <laughs> And now it's time for our heralded segment. That's right. Everyone's a critic. Ruth H. gave this film one star. Ruth writes, save your dollar sign. This is a terrible movie. Ruth also gave five stars to adult costume loincloth. I bought it for my boyfriend to wear while he works in the garden. His only complaint is that it doesn't have a pocket for his phone. Fair. Yeah. I mean, it's a loincloth, so I don't know. Do you, do you buy things for your partners that uh, are to like wear for a particular purpose, but it just also happens to be like, it's an, uh, it's a Halloween astronaut costume. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I thought that was weird. Uh, Amazon customer gave this film one star. Amazon customer writes, it was sucky back in 1992 and it's still sucky today. My 25-year-old loves its loves old campy action movies. For me, it's sheer torture to waste my time watching this kind of nonsense. Anyway, I allowed him to talk me into watching it with him last night. I made it through about 20 minutes when I finally announced, I'm done. Jeez. I wonder if that director ever was allowed to make any more movies. I'd watch something by Yue Bol Bol or, and Tommy Wiseau before I'd watch that stupid film again. Wow. Wow. Did not like it. Didn't like it. Amazon customer gave five stars to Olay Total Effects 7 in 1. My wife loves it. <laughs> shipped, shipped this to my wife, who is stranded in Philippines with our two kids. It, <laughs> Stranded in the Philippines. (laughs) It really made her happy to have a little bit of normalcy in her life. She loves Olay products. Why do you think she's stranded? Stranded or running away from him. (laughs) (laughs) She took the two kids and, yeah, apparently can't get home, uh, but can receive packages. Uh. Uh, just for fun, uh, Amazon customer also gave five stars to Haynes Men's Five Pack Tartan Boxer. Five stars. 
I bought these for my husky kid. Fits him well, and he loves the big boy look. My wife and my fat son are in the Philippines. (laughs) (laughs) Again, it's amazing. We just get these little glimpses into people's sad, pathetic lives. Just a snapshot of uh, what existence is life is like. Yeah, fascinating stuff. Um, I also wanted to play this because uh, I added it to the soundboard, but I didn't have a good place for it. But um, it's on the soundboard for forever now. <laughs> oh, yeah. That part, I was like, nobody says that. Yeah. Ever. They didn't say it in 93 or 96. They didn't ever say it now. Although I, I'm going to start calling it the hunka chunka. Yeah. Uh, I love to light a candle and lay my girlfriend down upon the bed and then hunk, hunk my chunk. <laughs> hunk her chunkas? Hunk, I hunk her chunkas. You know, but if you hunk a chunka too much, you better have some seashells. Nearby. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Pop corner. <laughs> you mother. All right. Well, does, does any? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, it's popcorn time. Let's okay. pop. Let's pop on down. Ooh, nice. I'm going to give this movie a you're on vacation somewhere. You don't really know where to go to eat. You're with your parents. You're 12. And you see a planet Hollywood that's still there for some reason. And you go inside and they say you can get whatever you want. We're tired. And you get the popcorn crusted coconut shrimp. And it's delicious. And, it, and then you look at the fucking calories and it's like 1,800 calories for a kid's meal. And you're like, holy shit. But you don't care because right behind... You gotta buy those husky uh, hands. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, but you don't care because right behind you is one of the fucking sticks from Demolition Man in like plexiglass. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's so fucking cool. Even though it says like replica on it. So it was never actually in the film. Mm-hmm. But it gives a shit. That's what it gets. There's a good documentary about Planet Hollywood waiting to be made. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That, that shell corporation. Yeah. <laughs> that Ponzi <laughs> scheme. Yeah. I mean, I went there when I first came to LA in 97 on a trip. And I had the, it was Fruity Pebbles, right? Fruity Pebble ki- chicken tenders. Oh, yeah. That's what their thing was. Yeah, you're right. Disgusting. Yeah. I, I, I didn't have the greatest palate either at 18. And I was like, this is awful. And we're yeah, yeah like the Terminators right above me mm-hmm. serving me. I want a I want a hit piece documentary about uh, Planet Hollywood that's clearly just produced by the Hard Rock Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> just like one one last stab in the gut. Well, right, because they didn't they say they were going to build a ton of them, and they never really built them. No, like they like laid ground on some, and then some never ever were erected. I mean, it did seem a little scam. There was always an opening. Yeah. Like yeah, there was always an opening. Yeah, it was, it, I think it's not a bad movie idea. Yeah. Like there was like a 
scam feeling to all of it that they were mm-hmm. all flying somewhere and taking that photo and then there was never like honestly i i don't have it anymore because it fell apart because it was a bootleg but when my sister was in greece on her honeymoon they went to the island of mykonos and bought bought me a planet hollywood mykonos shirt because there was a coming soon mm. thing and it just never happened <laughs> They uh they did uh break ground on the t-shirt printing side of the business. And the t- and the shirt it was like a polo and it disintegrated. <laughs> that sweet Mykonos right. silk. Who's up next? Uh I'll go. Um uh this is a nice delicious salty popcorn that I'm enjoying and I'm like, "Oh, this is wetting my thirst uh for salt." But I want a little sweet to go with it. And so I get Dippin' Dots, the ice cream of the future. Yeah. And I just have, I have myself a little um, accurate look into what the future looks like. And I enjoy myself along the way. Um, for me, this is, uh, I, I buy some popcorn, but I'm not really hungry just yet. But I don't want it to go bad. So I'm like, oh, I'll... I'll freeze it. What happened? Your, your audio uh, just got louder. It peaked. Did it really? What the mm. fuck is going on here? I don't know, Braber. Uh, yeah, so I, I buy some popcorn. I don't want it right away, but I don't want it to go bad. So I put it in the freezer, <laughs> and then I forget about it. And then I'm like, oh, well, it's frozen. It'll still be good. And I, I take it out, and I let it defrost. And then um, I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. And then there's like, ding, ding. Like I get charged a credit and uh, that's the world we live in now. That's great. Yeah. Uh, 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 back to planet Hollywood for a second. Um, I think Justin, you said like, it just said replica on uh-huh. it. It is very funny that they, they made uh, those casts of uh, Stallone in an ice cube naked and then just printed up a couple more. They like did five of them so they could put them in different Planet Hollywoods. Just like not authentic at all. I was thinking like if I was ever super super rich with just like kind of fuck you money and I had like an office, I was like I would buy one of those replica yeah. Stallone as like a fucking ottoman in your office it would be super cool. Did you? Did either of you guys have the thought of when he was laying on the defrosting thing or whatever? That like there had to be some crew member who could see his butthole. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Apparently he was uh he was very comfortable doing it. He had just done a bunch of push-ups, uh, a couple lat exercises. Uh he felt he felt like a million bucks uh lying up there. It's a kid room. No doing adult stuff like talking about movies on a podcast. A movie starts as a kid. A movie starts butthole. Uh-huh. <laughs> According to Silver, uh, Stallone, uh, when they made the replica, he wanted to make sure the genital area was very large and appeared to have a strong masculine side of him there. <laughs> Which hey, is a dick. Yeah, I, I, I gotta, I gotta have a big old hog uh, if I'm gonna be naked in an ice cube. No, no shrinkage. Uh, the, the ice apparently, like you know, works warm. instantaneously. Uh, also, funny enough, uh, slight like that uh, L.A. Times article that I was alluding to earlier. 
had a very funny, um, very funny quote in it. Uh, it just said, uh, if Sly sounds unusually philosophical these days, perhaps it's his current reading material. He points to a stack of books which are topped off by Stephen Hawking's A Brief History of Time and Bill Moyer's A World of Ideas. Sly says, I'm trying to convince Joel that we should sprinkle this film with a little more femininity. I hope we have a moment at the end of the movie, a somber moment, to show why Wesley and I are at each other's throats. I'd like to show the bond between the hunter and his prey, the yin and the yang. It's something you don't see in these pictures, that we have a bit of heaven and hell in each of us. So yeah, he's like, let's let's make it sensitive and feminine and also juice that hog, baby. Make it as <laughs> make it as big as a building. <laughs> he he really showed the yin and the yang in himself uh with that <laughs> that request. Bonies, the yeah, wild movies mamba, fun. The All right. Show. They really did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for us, us being the Cable Boys. Uh, if you don't already subscribe, go ahead and do that. Rate us five stars because fuck off if you think this episode was four stars. Fuck you. Yeah, seriously. Unless it only goes up to four stars, whatever you're rating us on. Then I guess it yeah. was four stars. Yeah. But. But frankly, your your taste is trash if you think this is anything but five stars. Uh, follow us on Instagram uh, and have yourself a shitty little day, you you dumb nuts. Yeah, you turd. I mean, we haven't talked some shit in quite a while, but yeah. I mean, we think we think you're just garbage. I mean, yeah. right, I Justin? No, I don't. I'm the only one. All right, well, you can say bye, Justin. Yeah, I mean, you have to get out of that room looking yeah. split, apparently. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bye, you bunch of fuckwit cockaboys. Bye, hunka chunkas. Bye.